All right, boys, we completed part one of our preview show. One more to go. What are we going to talk about now, Austin? Let's talk about every other team in the NFL. And I want to talk about first the NFC because, you know, it's different and it's fun. And, you know, sometimes we like to talk about football teams that aren't the Chiefs. So we're going to go through division by division here. And I want to hear your predictions. Who's going to win the division? And then we'll talk about the other playoff teams, the wild cards. So we'll start with the NFC East. I've got this going as follows. I've got football team winning the division at 10 and seven, not a great record. I've got football team winning the division at 10 and seven. I've got Dallas in second at nine and eight. I've got the giants in third at six and 11, and I've got the Eagles rounding it out in last place in the NFC East at five and 12. That's my prediction. Football team takes it. I think football team with Ryan Fitzpatrick, the playmakers, we talked about them when we did the game preview, the defense, uh, I think that's enough to win this division. I think they will beat up on the other three division opponents because I think they're better than three teams in their division because let's face it, the giants and the Eagles are bad and Dallas could also be bad. They'll, they'll probably be fine, but the Eagles and the giants are bad. I think the, the football team will beat up on them. I think that defense is good enough to get them to a winning record this year and win the East at 10 and seven. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a pretty, pretty safe analysis of the East. I think they're the football team is the team to beat. The Cowboys have enough firepower that you could see them definitely being finishing above the giants and Eagles. And then I think the Eagles are going to struggle. They don't seem to really have a good plan in place. They have a first year head coach. They don't have a ton of talent. They've been getting hurt a lot recently. So I, I agree with the four with the order there, Washington first, Dallas second, New York third, and Philadelphia fourth. I do think that Washington's probably going to get to double digit wins, which is going to be a great feat for the NFC East to have a division winner with uh, yeah, with not double just digit winning wins. record, but double digit wins. Yeah, exactly. So I think they're I mean, you add that 17th like, game in there, you know, yeah, they're going to go like 11 and edge, six, but... something like that. And uh, I do think that their defense is nasty. So I agree with you on the analysis there. I'm, I, the Cowboys are really interesting because I'm sure a lot of people are predicting them to kind of rise above the mediocre NFC East this year, but um, I just don't see them passing Washington. Yeah, I have a slightly uh, different order here. I do have the Dallas Cowboys winning the NFC East. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put up. Yeah, maybe I, I think the Dak Prescott is a fantastic quarterback and that he is by far the best quarterback in this division. Well, yes. Um, and then with the receiving we weapons he has, of course, very exciting players with guys like, of course, Amari Cooper and CD Lamb. Love both of them. Um, I believe that the Dallas Cowboys will go 11 and six to win the NFC East. I think that Washington will go 10 and seven, uh, finish in second. And then I can't separate the giants and Eagles at this point. Honestly, I will put them both at either five and 12 or six and 11. Uh, we'll go five and 12 for both giants and Eagles. We have a pretty good consensus there. You're actually picking three of the same win totals for three of the teams. You just have Dallas winning a couple more games and finishing in first place. I think that's I think that's reasonable. So the NFC North, we've got the Packers, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions. And oof, this is a bad division outside of Green Bay. Uh, I have obviously the Packers winning it. This is probably I said earlier that the AFC West might be one of the least competitive divisions. This is the least competitive division in yep. the NFL. 
Uh, the Packers are going to win this thing by a ton. I have them I going like thirteen 14. and four. Uh, I have them going thirteen and four, which is going to be the best record in the NFC uh, by my predictions. I have the Vikings going second in the division at eight and nine, and then I have the Bears going five and twelve, and the Lions going four and thirteen. I don't think that the Bears or Lions have any chance of winning this division. I guess the Bears somehow did make it into the playoffs last year as the seventh seed, which is wild. Oh my gosh. But they're not yeah. good. MVP. Yeah. MVP. 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 Mitch Trubisky, who looked great against them in the preseason, by the way, um, <laughs> which is a kind of an indictment. I mean, I, I obviously I, I like McNaggy. I have respect for what he did in Kansas City, but I don't see it. I actually like what the Lions are building, but I think they're kind of building the trenches approach is clearly geared it's like clearly a multi-year rebuild which it had to be because it's the lions you know they've been rebuilding for their entire existence so what's another year or two going to hurt you know to get the quarterback and get some skill players there so the only team that i even could have a remotest chance to con- contend here is the vikings but i don't think the vikings are very good i'm concerned that they have still, I believe, the lowest vaccination rate in the league, including their quarterback, and I believe also including their backup quarterback. So hmm. um, that that Ooh, seems like that seems like a recipe. In. Yeah, that seems like a recipe for disaster. They probably need to give Josh McCown the jab and keep him remote, like he was last year for the Eagles. Um, Packers are going to win this thing. Don't think it's close. What do you got, Taylor? So, I I think that. Um, Justin Fields is going to make this thing a little bit closer than people would would imagine. I think he's going to take over pretty early on and lead the Bears to 11 wins, which is going to be three, which is going to be three shy of the 14 win Packers. But I do think that the Bears are going to uh, take the second wild card in the NFC, which I guess is wow. the third wild card. Four division winners, three wild cards. Yeah, I gotta yeah. say, I'm, I'm thunderstruck mm-hmm. by this. Prediction. Sure, I, I'm I'm in on the Bears this year. It's I think the Vikings are going to win seven games and the Lions are going to win four games. But the, I have the Bears at 11 and the Packers at 14. I have the Packers also at 14 wins. I'm putting them at 14 and three. Um, they are obviously the best team in this division by miles. And I once again have to say, again, the best team in the NFC. We'll see if that gets messed up again. Um, Second, I will put the Vikings, but uh, I did just take a quick look at their roster. And, uh, oh boy, you mentioned how Kirk Cousins and Kellen Mond are both uh, straying away from the vaccine. They don't have a third quarterback on the roster. So, and they don't have one on their practice squad. Wait, oh, they have have Sean Mannion on their practice squad. Oh, great, sure. Yeah, Yeah. Ram. Um, so they have Sean Mannion. Uh, I, I'm, I assume we'll see him, uh, once or twice this year with, uh, how that looks. Um, and also best of luck to, uh, Mr. Breland, Bashad Breland with the Minnesota Vikings. I'll say the Vikings go nine and eight. Um, the bears, Justin Fields has definitely shown some flashes in the preseason. I don't think he's been as good as Mac Jones and maybe not as good as Trevor Lawrence, or Zach Wilson in the preseason either. Uh, but Fields has definitely shown flashes. He had a very nice touchdown pass that I saw, I think, in the third game that they had. I'll put the Bears in third at 6-11. and 11, And then I'll put the Lions with Jared Goff instead of Matthew Stafford Weird. at 4-13. Uh, and 13. 
Love it. Well, uh, Sam and I have had very similar predictions so far. So I like that we're on the same page. At least Taylor is way out in left field with his Bears prediction. The but Bears you never know. I mean, listen. Oh, I want to see it, though. I want to see it. I mean, I want to see it, too, but it's not going to happen. Let's, let's go to the <laughs> NFC South. So I have Tampa winning this division pretty comfortably. I'm actually going to predict that the Bucks are the second best team in the NFC. I'm going to predict that they go 12, 4, and 1. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I predicted a tie in there. Nice. Hey, they're going to tie it with the New Orleans Saints. The Jameis Winston-led <laughs> New Orleans Saints just is going to be Let's fun. So go. the Saints, the Saints. this was actually more motivated by the Saints than the Bucks. I'm predicting New Orleans to go 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one because I think that is a perfect record for the Jameis Winston-led Saints. Uh, yes. The resurgent Jameis Winston. I mean, he looked really good in the preseason. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit bummed out because I had uh, Taysom Hill stashes in some of my fantasy leagues. And, Why? you know, he's relegated. Well, you know, look, look, he was, <laughs> last year. When he was the starting when he was the starting quarterback. He was a he was a good fantasy option because of Haven't the, you uh, heard he's basically Steve Young. Yeah, the rushing oh. touchdown upside. I've got New Orleans going eight, eight and one. I've got Atlanta going seven and ten. And I've got Carolina going six and eleven. I don't really buy a team that is starting Sam Darnold at quarterback and is also apparently planning to start Cam Irving at left tackle. That seems like a really problematic combination of factors to me. Uh, Sam Darnold and Cam Irving. He's going to, he's going to see ghosts for 17 games. I know. And, and I don't think that's going to go well for them. They have a young defense. That's got some potential. Obviously they have Christian McCaffrey. Who's great. They have a really pretty talented skill player group, but, and I, I think Matt rule is good. And I think Joe Brady is good, but I just, their offensive line is like, it's got to be bottom five and Sam Darnold. He's going to definitely get some shine back getting away from Adam Gase, but I, I don't know. I, I don't see it. So I have them as the bottom dweller in this division. I have the bucks winning Taylor. What do you see? So I do agree with the bucks. I think they're going to win 13 games. They don't really seem to have a ton of roadblocks on their NFC path to uh, doing pretty well again. This I mean, year. how could they? They're, they have other than things, father. So time. Obviously father time is the only roadblock they've got. I mean, the roadblock, there's no roadblocks. They never have any roadblocks. They always somehow, That's right. despite yeah. the schedule being determined Whatever eons roadblock. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always uh, easy. The second place team, I do have the fighting Cam Irvings. I think that the Carolina Panthers are going to win nine <laughs> games in the NFC South. I Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is super dynamic. And are I, we writing these predictions down? Because I really want to yeah, see Yeah, I'm writing them right. <laughs> right. okay. down. Okay. Um, I really think that Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson had a good connection in, in New York, despite everything else that they went through. I think that they showed that they were on the same page a lot, and I, I really like that marriage there. And uh, so I've got the Panthers winning nine games. I have the third place team as the Atlanta Falcons. I think that um, they've got some dynamic skill players, obviously with Calvin Ridley and and just all their fun Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah, Kyle Pitts, number four overall. And I see the Saints falling the off. Saints a huge last. I think the Saints are only going to win six games, and I think that they don't really have oh. a lot of talent. They're missing Michael Thomas for most of the year. They've, you know, Kamara's yeah. not going to be the same without Drew Brees, and teams are just going to load the box up to try and stop him. And and Jameis Winston's going to turn the ball over just like he did with the Bucks all the time. And I see that t- division going: Bucks, Panthers, Falcons, Saints. I love the. Tampa Bay Bucks, New Orleans Saints tie. Thank you. I I love that so much that I'm going to implement it in my own prediction. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I love it. Yeah. Um, the Bucks, happen. the Bucks are going 13, three and one. Nice. With a tie against the Saints, the Saints <laughs> are going in second 
with a nine seven and one predi- uh, record. Um, the Falcons will go in third. Um, we'll say seven and ten for the Falcons, and then we'll go five and 12 for the Panthers. Um, the Saints, I love Jameis Winston right now. I think the way he looks, he does look at least a little bit reformed. He looks and like his, a guy that his, got LASIK and can actually see. His his big-time throw ability is flashing still, and I haven't seen as much of the turnover-worthy stuff that he previously showed, and obviously those turnover-worthy throws turned into turnovers. Um and then the Falcons, I think Kyle Pitts is going to rock the NFL. I think Kyle Pitts is going to really show um, what a tight end is capable of along with Kelsey. Him and Kelsey, I think, are going to be the two most dynamic tight ends in the league this year. I think Pitts will overtake Kittle as the second best tight end in the league this year. As And I love Kittle. Last year, I said that Kittle was just as good as Kelsey for a moment. But then, obviously, Kittle had his issues last year, and Kelsey had a career year where Kelsey had the best tight end season of all time. So then Kelsey and Kittle both, in a way, made me eat my words. Uh, I think Kittle falls to tight end three. Kyle Pitts will be an absolute monster, in my opinion. I love it. So I can't wait to see Taylor, what you've got for us here in the NFC West, because you're, you're coming up with a hot take per division uh, so far, uh, except I guess the NFC East, it's kind of impossible to hot take that yeah. division because they're also, yeah, they're pretty I much all a hot. Take. I could have had the Eagles going, but even that would have been su- super hot. Sure, right. I mean, I mean who you cares? Know, yeah. yeah, right. Who cares? The, the NFC East. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we got the NFC West, which uh, pound for pound is probably the best division in the NFL. Right now, I have the Los Angeles Rams winning this division, but with an 11 and six record. And you may be wondering why that is maybe a little bit low. It's because I think this division is really competitive and these teams are going to take a lot of games off of each other. They also have a somewhat harder uh, AFC schedule this year than they did last year. They played the NFC East last year, I believe. They um, they got a lot of free wins last year from the NFC East. I think the Rams are going to go 11 and six. I have the 49ers in second at 10 and seven. I have the Seahawks in third at nine and eight. And then I have the Arizona Cardinals in fourth at seven and 10. I think the Cardinals are going to take a little bit of a step back from last year. I think the Seahawks are going to take a little bit of a step back. I think the 49ers have the potential to be pretty good. And I think 10 and seven is about right for them. I think that Shanahan is one of the best coaches and offensive play callers in the NFL. I think that eventually Trey Lance will be able to play more. I think they're going to play him. You know, it sounds like they're going to play him kind of in a, a sub package and goal line role to start the year, which is great. But I think he eventually will take over more snaps. I think the Rams are going to take this division. I think that honestly, they had a good chance to be the NFC representative last year, that defense is extremely talented. Uh, obviously they're losing Staley as the coordinator and they're going to Raheem Morris, but I think they've got all the pieces in place. They have two of the best five defensive players in the NFL, which is a great starting point. And they have Matt Stafford now. And I think Matt Stafford is obviously, I don't know exactly how Matt Stafford is. It's hard to say because he's always been a lion, 
but he's definitely better than Jared Goff. And they still have good skill players, still have a pretty good offensive line. I think they go 11 and six and spoiler alert. I think they make uh, some pretty serious noise in the playoffs. Like it. So the NFC West is very hard to predict. It's a, it's a crazy division. It's got a lot of, like you said, a lot of parody and, I have the Rams also winning the division. I think they're going to win somewhere around 12 games. I think they're, uh, for all the reasons you said, they're solid. Their defense is unbelievable. And I do think the upgrade to Stafford's a lot of fun. And I'm I'm hopeful that it works for them because I just, I want to see Matt Stafford succeed. I think he's been a, you know, kind of a fun, it's a fun story to send him from the Lions to the Rams. I just, I like that upgrade. So my second place team is going to echo my sentiments from last season. I believe the Arizona Cardinals are going to finally with Kyler and Nook and, and all their, and JJ Watt, they're going to make some noise and they're going to get over their NFC West demons that they couldn't conquer last year. And they're going to pull out a second place, 11 win season. And I struggled mightily between the Seahawks and 49ers because they're both good teams. And it's, it's hard to say either of those teams are worthy of a last place finish, but between the two of them, I think the 49ers quarterback issues are going to kind of rock the boat there a little bit more than they think they will. And every time Jimmy G struggles early, people are going to be calling for Lance. And maybe if Lance comes in, he's not going to hit the ground running because he's a rookie quarterback. And, and I just think despite their other fun pieces that they have, um, they're just not stable there yet. So I have the Seahawks and Russ and DK in third place there. And then the Niners in fourth. And I'm sorry, did you pick the Cardinals for second? I I tuned out there for a second. Like I I blacked out. The Cardinals are going to get second place in the NFC West. The Seahawks are going to get third with 10 wins and the 49ers are going to finish with six. Okay. Oh man, this is such a, an amazing division. And I really didn't consider the Rams for division title until you guys talked about it, honestly. Oh, yeah. It Love still it. felt like Seahawks. It's it's Seahawks. It's Russell Wilson. Um, and I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say that the Seahawks win the NFC West. We'll put them at 11-6. and six. Um, Rams and Cardinals. This is – oh, it's such a big-time battle. I, I – I'll preface it by definitely saying I have the 49ers in fourth. I had the Niners in fourth last year, and that that went well. Niners did go fourth. Um, I'll put the Rams in second. Matthew Stafford is very good. Now, it's it's become very weird with Matthew Stafford, the conversation around him, where he's been called the most underrated quarterback in the NFL by literally everyone. So now it's impossible to call him the most underrated quarterback in sure, the league. He's, um, he's properly rated. Probably the rated. the guy has become properly rated at this point, where he's uh he's somewhere between the ninth and twelfth best quarterback in the league, somewhere that in there right probably. Um, I'll put Stafford and the Rams in second. I think it's going to be pretty fun with Stafford throwing to Cup and Woods and Higby. Um, although th- they could be hurt by the Cam Akers. Loss, but probably not much. Probably minimal damage, if if any. Hey, if Sony Michelle, um, they're fine. Same guy. Okay. Oh, Sony Michelle. <laughs> oh boy. Same guy. Um, Cardinals in third. Uh, man, I'm really thinking about having 
multiple uh, three NFC West teams in the playoffs. Just looking at this division. Oh man, Uh, Cardinals. Oh, oh. Let's see. Rams will put them at nine and eight, and we'll put the Cardinals at. Actually, we'll put the Rams at ten and seven. Cardinals at nine and eight, and then we'll put the Niners at five and twelve. I I think Trey Lance is fine. I think his preseason has been a bit weird, though. Like, Niners fans are convinced that he's had an amazing preseason. He's had some... I mean, in the Chiefs-Niners game, his debut, he had two drop picks. His performance was not as good as his numbers uh, indicated. Lance was still good. He had a nice touchdown throw, all that good stuff. He had two drop picks as well. Lance was a little bit lucky. Um, With either Garoppolo or Lance, I think the Niners are finishing fourth. Okay, let's talk about the NFC playoff picture because we've got to pick three wildcard teams in addition to our four division winners. And just to recap, I had as the four division winners, the football team, the Packers, the Buccaneers, and the Rams. Taylor, you had? <laughs> the, the football team, the Packers, the Bucks, and the Rams as well. And Sam, you had? The Cowboys, Packers, Bucks, and Seahawks. So some some consensus there at the top. We at least have a good consensus on the Packers and the Bucks. A little bit of a difference in the NFC East and the NFC West. But we got to talk about our wildcard teams. This is how I have the seating shaking out in the NFC playoffs. I have Green Bay at 13 and 4 with the best record in the NFC and getting the bye. I have Tampa at 12-4 and 1 getting the 2 seed. I have the Rams as the three seed at 11 and six. And you guys will notice when we get to my AFC predictions, the AFC, I think, is going to have a a much better overall record, or at least at the top. The the playoff teams are going to have a better playoff record. I think the AFC Mm -hmm. is better than the NFC. It's top heavy, too. It's top heavy, too. And there are bad teams in the AFC but there are some really, really good teams in the AFC. So then I have uh, the football team winning their division as the four seed. I have San Francisco as the first wild card at 10 and seven as the fifth seed. Then I have the Cowboys and the Seahawks both making the playoffs at nine and eight. So I have Seattle as the seventh seed and Dallas as the sixth seed. Although, you know, that could be, that could be either way. So that's the seven NFC playoff teams that I have green Bay, Tampa, the Rams, the football team, the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Cowboys. Three NFC West teams, and then um, one from each of the other divisions uh, as well. So I've got football team Packers, Bucks, Rams. Also, I guess the I should say the order would be Packers, Bucks, Rams, football team as the one through four. I've got the five and six as the Cardinals and Bears are my two surprise teams hmm, that's, that's spicy that's and surprising the seahawks take the seventh seed with 10 wins yeah i i didn't really come into this with like set records uh i didn't like do any predictions on sure. each game so i my my seating could like be uh contradicting of my record any records that i've it's already fine. said yeah, but um packers one bucks two We'll go Seahawks three, Cowboys four. Um, the five we will have. Uh, yeah, the Rams at ten wins, so that's probably your five. <laughs> right. Okay. The Rams is the five. Washington is the six, and Arizona is the seven. Got it. Fair enough. 
Well, let's roll on over to the AFC because this is this is the Chiefs' backyard. This is our stomping grounds. We're going right. to go east to west as before. So we're starting with the AFC East. I have Buffalo winning this division. I think that's probably going to be the consensus pick. They were the two seed last year, obviously, in the AFC. And I, I don't know that they've gotten a lot better, but they certainly have not gotten any worse. I think that uh, Josh Allen is probably going to be Maybe a little bit worse. There might be a little bit of regression here. Like I, I've talked about this on previous podcasts. I think the the only concern that I have about Allen is that he has a Carson Wentz-like accuracy regression. And I could see that happening with him. I don't think it's likely, but I think it's possible. Um, I don't think that he like completely falls off a cliff and becomes a bad player like Carson Wentz, but I think he could maybe take a little bit of a setback. I have the, the Bills going 13-4. and four. I have Miami in second place at 11 and six, which is essentially what they did last year. Last year, they were 11 and five. They were a little bit lucky to have an 11 and five record and they did have a fairly soft schedule last year, but I think they've made some improvements. I do think two will be better. So 11 and six for them. I have the Patriots going nine and eight in third place. And I did make this prediction after I knew Mac Jones was going to be their quarterback. So I I'm, I guess I'm in on Mac Jones. Obviously, you know, we've got a rookie starting there. That'll be interesting to see. But I think Bill Belichick, pretty good defense. They obviously have added some pieces on offense that will make that, you know, workable. I don't think they're going to be amazing, but I think they'll be fine. And then I have the Jets, who I think Zach Wilson will be good, but I think they're at least a year away from being respectable. I have them going 4-13. and We are extremely close there. Um, I have the exact same order, but the Bills with 14 wins instead of 13 and the Jets with five wins instead of four. A lot of the same sentiments that you've got there. The Bills are still, I think, the second best team in the AFC. The Dolphins, I I do feel like they took a baby step forward. I don't know if it's, you know, they're ready to fight with the big boys, but I do think that adding Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle or or sorry, uh, was Jalen Waddle? Yeah, yeah, Jaylen, sure. J- yeah, Jaylen yeah Waddle, that didn't Jaylen sound Waddle. right because there are too many Jalen's. There's Jalen Hurts and Jalen Rieger and Jalen. But yeah, so adding uh, Fuller and Waddle are definitely some new fun pieces for them. I actually really like Miles Gaskin. I think he's going to have a good year. And um, and then the Patriots are interesting. They added all those pieces in free agency, and we'll see kind of how they can let that, that, especially the defensive pieces, see how those guys gel together into a the new dominant unstoppable Patriots defense that we're used to. But um, until then I've got them at nine wins as well. And then, yeah, the Jets will, the Jets will be able to beat some people. There are definitely a lot of beatable teams um, in the AFC, but they're not going to beat anybody, but they shouldn't. So um, I've got the Jets with five. Yeah. um, I'll go with the bills at 13 and four in first. That seems about right. Um, they still have enough around Josh Allen that is good enough to make them the second best team in the AFC. And we'll say that Josh Allen take a slight step back because, I mean, his season was fantastic. Um, yeah, he'll but, still be really good even if he takes a yeah, slight hard, step back. Hard for even if he takes a slight step credit. back, he's still a top five quarterback in the league. Right. Um, second, I'm actually going to put the Patriots in second. Okay. Um, Mac Jones like has shown me enough between his preseason and last year at Alabama. Highest graded rookie preseason quarterback by PFF, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, over, last, over Mahomes. Yep. Yeah, he took, last, he, he, whatever, he took four years, five he, years. He, he took it from Mahomes. Um, 
And his season last year at Alabama was also very highly graded from PFF, and rightfully so. He had all the weapons, very true, but he is going to have some solid weapons in New England as well um, because, as you mentioned, all the stuff they did in free agency. I think New England's in free agency. Who's he going to throw to? He's going to throw to his two tight they, ends. They Hunter got Henry a bunch of tight ends. Hunter they got Hunter Henry. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And they got Nelson Aguilar. I'm uh, tight got, end blind. I didn't even remember Hen- sure, Henry you, or It's Smith. because you've gotten rid of yeah. tight ends in all of our fantasy leagues. So now yeah. you've gotten them <laughs> to exist. So, you know, but yeah. they're, they're useful players in real life. And, you know, Nelson Aguilar, so, he, he could be mm-hmm. okay. Some nice two tight end sets for the Patriots could be very interesting for uh, Mac Jones. Um, I'll put the Patriots at nine and eight. I'll put the Dolphins at eight and nine and third. They 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 do have a very good defense. Uh, they had uh, they had arguably the league's best defense last year. It was one of the best. Yeah. Um, and that corner group that they've had, fantastic. Um, and then in fourth, I think what we see with Zach Wilson will be similar to what we saw with Justin Herbert last year. I don't know if Zach Wilson's as good as Justin Herbert, but every time I watched Zach Wilson at BYU last year, he was a blast. The man has a ridiculous arm. He has fantastic arm talent. I love Zach Wilson, but the Jets... It's just not enough around him right now. The Jets. The Jets. They they the they, 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 they brought in Corey Davis. That's nice. Um, who else did they bring in? I think they brought in another receiver. I think he. I think they have two new receivers: Corey Davis well, and Corey oh, Eli- oh Elijah, Elijah Moore. Moore. Eli- Elijah Moore, the rookie from yes. Ole Miss, who looks good. Oh, he's going to be a star. Love um, the Jets are in fourth. I'll put them at five and twelve. But I love Elijah Moore. I love Zach Wilson. I think that they could have something very good in two or three years, probably. Yeah, could be. They could be good. Obviously, uh, losing Carl Lawson was a, a huge blow for them. We talked about it was. that during. Our and then they added Tim game. Ward. They added Tim Ward to replace Carl Lawson. <laughs> Same guy. Uh, let's roll over True. to the AFC North. I have Baltimore and Cleveland both going twelve and five. I don't Ooh. know who's going to win the division. I listed Baltimore first, but I think it's a toss-up. Obviously, if my prediction becomes correct. It will go down to tiebreakers and it's kind of impossible to predict how an NFL tiebreaker would shake out. I didn't do like a game by game prediction. I certainly did not figure out who would win the tiebreaker between those two. It'll be one of those two. I think both of those teams are good. I think the Browns probably at this point probably have a better overall roster than the Ravens do, which is kind of a little bit weird to say. Uh, given where those teams were at. But I think the difference between the Browns and the Ravens is that Lamar Jackson, though he certainly has his faults, is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I don't, I'm not sure that Baker is good. I think he might be, I think he might be like Kirk Cousins. Like I, he's a guy that plays pretty well in a particular scheme when he has pretty decent supporting cast around him but I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to elevate his team. Now, I also don't think Lamar Jackson is necessarily a guy that's going to elevate his team. My views on Lamar Jackson are well-documented. I don't think that he is a good enough thrower of the football yet to really truly be elite. That's why I have them a notch below Buffalo. I do think that that is a team that's going to win quite a few games, uh, although their injury situation right now is, is pretty scary and they have a, 
front-loaded schedule. They obviously they play the Chiefs in week three. They're not going to have at least two of their wide receivers, Boykin and uh, Bateman, are going to be out because they're both on IR and can't return until week four at the earliest. I have the Steelers in third at eight and nine, and I kind of teased it earlier. I think the Steelers are going to be okay. I actually toyed with the idea of, of getting them to over 500. They have never finished below 500 in Mike Tomlin's tenure, which is really, frankly, amazing. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's been coaching since, I think, 2000. Since Cower retired in yes, 05. Yes, since Cower retired in 05. I was going to say 2005. Yeah. And we're talking about a guy that's been coaching for 15 seasons and he's never finished below 500. I mean, even Andy Reid has finished below 500 like twice yeah. in the last 15 years. Yeah. I mean, that's really, really hard to do. Um. And they have a really good GM and Kevin Colbert. They have a good, they have just a good organizational infrastructure and it's not all Tomlin, but you know, it's not, not Tomlin. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're a good team. So even predicting them to finish eight, and nine, which would be the first time they've ever gone below 500 is a little bit tough for me to do. I have the Bengals in last place. I have them going six and 11, which would be a slight bump for them over last year. I still think they're, a year away, obviously Jamar Chase has to revert to his form after sitting out a year. He could be the best rookie wide receiver, but he needs to play like it. He he caught one pass in the preseason. He's looked terrible in practice, which is great from a man, T. Higgins, who I'm a big <laughs> fan of, big T. Higgins dynasty owner. But I think they're I think they're a ways away. So I think six and eleven is a, a generous prediction for them. The AFC North is really interesting. There are four teams it that is are very volatile you know the browns is the browns as we talked about and even though they are a really good roster if they went out and shat the bed and and won six games would anyone be really that shocked because it's the cleveland browns so no but um i do have them winning the division as well or you had them tied i guess with the ravens but i do have the browns winning the division outright with 12 wins i think that they have enough talent they have I kind of don't really, I'm not a huge believer in any of these four teams. So I've got the Browns in first place at 12 wins. I have the Ravens in second place, but only going 10 and seven. I think that their injury situation, as you talked about, is dire. I mean, but uh, the wide receivers and the running back, uh, you know, obviously losing J.K. Dobbins is a big blow for them and nobody's healthy in the receiver room. I just don't see them being dynamic enough on offense to, to balance that out. I so. mean, they have the same coordinator. They have Greg Roman still, and they, they still have, have Lamar Jackson. So like what they're going to suddenly pass the ball 60% of the time. Come on. It's not going to, no, happen. no. And I it's just not. don't, I don't think that they're going to be able to line up and beat people. I just think they're kind of gimmicky and, and I'm over them. So, but they're still going to go 10 and seven. They're still a talented team. And then I have in third place tied with the Ravens, the 10 win, Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I think that Joe Burrow's going to come out. Takes. Yeah, well, you know, Joe Burrow's had a year to think about how much he's going to come out and kick the NFL's ass. And I really believe in Joe Burrow. I think he's a hell of a quarterback. And I think that um, they have enough weapons in Cincinnati that he's at least going to be able to go out and play NFL games with other teams and win more often than not. And, you know, 10 and 7 is barely above 500, but um, it's enough to get him at least – you know, they're in the conversation for the division towards the end of the year. Um, I like Burrow. I, I like the Bengals. And then I am not afraid to predict the Steelers under 500. I've got them going 7-10. and 10. I think that they just don't have – I don't think they have enough firepower. A 7-10 and 10 last place team. That's where I struggle. That's that's a pre- – I mean, seven wins for last place is pretty, pretty high. Division. It is a good division. A it is. Division. Um, I will put the Browns in first. 
Um, I'll put them in 12 and 5. Uh, Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback once again. He's he's finally back. He? He's finally back. He's finally good again. Uh, last year really showed he's he's a top 10 quarterback he's, again. He's like he's like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, good. well, um, a little bit better than Kirk Cousins, I think. But yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, does Baker have the vaccine? That's that that's is the, the biggest <laughs> question of all. I'm, I think he probably does. I think does. he does. I think he does. Maybe. We haven't heard that he doesn't. So I... It came from Oklahoma. You never know. Uh, yeah, sure. That's, so that's in... We love you, Oklahoma listeners. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm an Oklahoma City, o- vaccine, Oklahoma City Thunder fan, so uh, I, Oklahoma can still embrace me. Um, <laughs> I, I do like a lot of what they still got going on. They, they were close with the Chiefs still, even though like the score before Mahomes' injury – was what, was was like decently in the Chiefs' favor. The Browns still were like not getting destroyed in that game. They were still like competitive a little. Bit. Oh, they 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 could have been if they they they, they could have been. Um, the the Browns are a good team though. I th- one of the most enjoyable parts of the playoffs last year was them destroying the Steelers. That was so fun to watch. Um, the Browns, uh, thir- uh twelve and five. I'll put the Ravens at eleven and six in second. Lamar Jackson still, he's still good. He's still a good quarterback. Um, I know we have like the whole he's a running back thing, and it's it's valid to a point. But he still has his games where he throws the football really well, and it's weird. It usually sure, comes out of nowhere. You, well, it usually comes when he's playing well. You know, bad even teams, sure. or or ahead or bad teams or you know i mean games where they can you know i mean like the the six touchdown game or whatever it was the five touchdown game i think he had was against miami yeah and like in like week you know, one in, or in his like second that. year in week one when miami was like literally yeah. the worst team that we had ever seen yeah. in the nfl until flores got it together. and he threw like I, I three touchdowns I, 40 plus yards in the air it was like whoa what is what, what happened to lamar um but yeah, the Ravens are the second best team in this He's division. Um, I'm going to put the Steelers in third. I'm not going to make the same mistake as last year. Um, the Steelers are probably the third best team in this division still, um, in my opinion. Um, we'll stick them at eight and nine. And then we will put the Bengals at six and eleven the bangle the Bengals are a, a a solid team to a point mainly because of burrow burrow is very good still a uh, big fan but i think they will still have a lot of the issues from last year where burrow is just dealing with a bit too much pressure um he's gonna have some drops that he's gonna have to deal with and it's just gonna be not a fun time for cincinnati Bengals fans we're gonna have to watch a guy who should be a franchise quarterback, um, just get messed with all year long. Well, let's talk about the AFC South. We have, I have anyway, Tennessee winning this division. And this is one that I feel more confident about than I would have a month ago or two months ago or three months ago, whatever, because the Titans obviously went and added Julio Jones. They are a top heavy team, as we mentioned when we previewed that game on the Chiefs schedule. But, this division is bad and I think Tennessee's defense is going to be terrible. Like I think they're probably a bottom 10 defense in the NFL, uh, but the offense should be pretty good. Tannehill has been good ever since getting out from Adam Gase's clutches in Miami. And 
he certainly has the weapons to work with Derek Henry and the two receivers, AJ Brown and Julio Jones, probably the best pair of wide receivers of any team in the league. Still. I mean, Julio is still amazing. AJ Brown is incredible. Good team. I have them going 12 and five and winning the division. I have the Colts in second place and I feel good about that. Like I think the Colts are definitely the second best team in this division because I don't think Jacksonville or Houston is, is frankly close. I have Indianapolis going 10 and seven, but boy, I don't feel great about it. I obviously Carson Wentz is a, uh, uh, unproven commodity at this point both with his health and his level of play and he's also decided that he does not want to get the vaccine so that's a lot of wild cards there they signed eric fisher to be their left tackle i don't know when eric fisher is going to be back and sam tevy who's going to be their backup left tackle who's going to play until eric fisher got back is out for the year he's out for the year and and they've been hit hard by covid you know obviously it sounds like um it sounds like their all-world left guard, Quentin Nelson, and their quarterback are going to be ready for week one despite those those freaky bone injuries that they both had a day apart in training camp, which is great. But I just don't – I don't know. I think Frank Reich's a really good coach. I think Chris Ballard's built a good roster. I think they'll go 10-7. and seven, But uh, there are a lot of moving parts there. Jacksonville I have in third going 4-13, and 13, which is obviously a big bump for them, winning three more games than last year. The Urban Meyer show – I mean, he doesn't look like he wants to be there. I've never been sold on him as an NFL coach. He's never coached at the NFL level. It shows every day he talks to the media, the way that they've been running their offense in the preseason, the players that they've signed. They've had some injuries. I don't know. Uh, I don't think they're going to be good. But, boy, Houston. Boys. It is despair. (laughs) It is an absolute pit of despair. (laughs) I have Houston going 1-16. and Oh, man, that sounds about right. Taylor, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I I laughed and said same there. Um, so I also have the Titans. This is the worst division in football, by mm-hmm. the way. If we correct, if you take out the Titans offense, what's the second best unit in this division? Uh, um, Colts, Colts defense, maybe Colts maybe. offensive right? line. Well, I'm yeah, saying yeah. Offensive, but <laughs> I'm gonna have to nitpick. I mean, really, there, there's yeah, just you're right. not I a mean, lot of talent right. in this division. You're right. So there's not. That's it's, a really it's good. Very bad. It's not um, good. So I'm going the Titans. 13 wins in first place. I think that offense is going to be good enough to overtake a lot of the challenges, especially anybody you know non-division winners. And actually, I said 13. I I, I meant 12. Um, I think that they're they're good, but they're not. Um, you know, they're, they're still the Titans. They're still have a shitty defense. They're still going to, going to struggle a little bit. I do have the second place Jacksonville Jaguars with 10 wins. I think that they, I I think with Trevor Lawrence, they've got a chance and I really like LaVisca Chenault. And I really think that they are going to come out and they're going to, they're going to surprise some people and people aren't going to take them seriously. They're going to get some wins against, they had a fourth place schedule. So they're going to get the jets and the, and the Raiders and all the Texans yeah, and all they're the, get to play the Texans twice. Teams, they get the Colts twice. I mean, they, they the have Raiders a really are not part of their fourth place schedule though. The Broncos are part of their fourth. Uh, place correct. Schedule. You're right. I was yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I have the Jags winning 10, 10 wins mostly because of an easy schedule and also because of Trevor Lawrence. I think for all the reasons you said with the Colts there, with all the unknowns and all of their injury problems and all their COVID problems and all their – and I really don't think the Colts are elite very many places 
outside of like Darius Leonard. I think I, other than that, um, I've got the Colts at seven wins. I think they're going to go seven place. They're going to be able to beat up on the Texans and uh, some other teams, but I do have the Texans going one and 16. I think they're super awful. They'll probably get one on one of their either Colts or Jags, but outside of that, um, the Texans are the worst team in football. I mean, they, they're, they're awful. Yeah, it's not yeah, even close. I, I can't deny that. The Texans are very likely the worst team in football. Um, in first, I'll also have the Tennessee Titans. It is a very electric offense that is that is fun to watch with Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, uh, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown. It's going to be fantastic. Um, obviously, you mentioned the defense. It's not going to be very good, but the offense is going to carry them to 11 or 12 wins. Uh, we'll go with 11. Um, second. Oh boy. Um, do it. You know, you I, want to, did you, did you watch that saints and Jags game on ESPN in preseason? Yes. Yeah. And the Jags, the Jags yeah. offensive system made me wanted to it's, wanted to rip my eyes out. I wanted to, I, know, I was, terrible. I, I was wait. horrified watching the Jags offensive system. It. Trevor Lawrence was out there trying to, he, he was trying to move the iceberg out of the path of the Titanic. It was, it yeah, was horrendous. It. Um, I'm still it putting the Colts in second. I, I can't put the Jags there. Man. The Colts will go. Seven and ten to go in second. Um, The Jags will go six and eleven to go in third. Um, Granted, the Colts may have an issue. Carson Wentz injured and talking trash about the vaccine. So there's a good chance that with Wentz's injury history, his current injury, and the COVID stuff, that he could miss. He could miss half the season. Almost Just, guaranteed. It's almost guaranteed. Which would, which would, which would absolutely steam the shit oh, out of Eagles man. fans. And, by the way, like, yeah. that's the team that would lose is the Eagles. And oh boy, Jake, I want to see some Jacob Eason in the in the in NFL regular season games. That sounds like a blast. Um, but yeah, the Jags are still in third. Um, Trevor Lawrence, amazing. Uh, I do like Lavisca Chenault a lot. There's some other guys on the Jags who look all right. Chark, uh, Chark's all right. Um. But alas, the Jags outside of that are just not a good team, and their coaching is not good. Urban Meyer is going to last probably two years there. Um, <laughs> so the Jags are in third, and then the Texans are in fourth. I will not put them at one win because I'm going to put them at zero. No, no, zero. <laughs> I'll put them at two wins, <laughs> two and 15. Houston Texans. Okay, well, I like that prediction. Let's go to the AFC West. Obviously, you guys are both picking the Chiefs to finish in first place with a 17 and 0 regular correct. season. That's that is fine. Correct. I'm going to have them at 15 and two, and I Ooh. have the <laughs> I have the Los Angeles Chargers in second place at 11 and six, mm. which would be obviously a a, for them. a huge run for the Chargers. Listen, I get that. Charger mania is a thing every year with the media. I get that it's a really goofy, ridiculous thing. Here's why it's not as ridiculous this year. They have a really good quarterback and he's young and he should get better. I mean, not just a guy that is, is good because Philip rivers was good, but a guy that has a chance to be truly great. great. Yeah. He has 
incredible talent. He was very good last year as a rookie, despite them not wanting him to be the starter. I mean, they went into camp with Tyrod Taylor as their starter. He was getting second team reps and, you know, his first start against the chiefs. Literally he found out 10 minutes before the game that he was going to be starting. I think, or I think Herbert is going to be really good. And I think Staley is going to be really good. I think Staley is the second best coach in this division, even though he's never coached an NFL team before. The low I, bar. I mean, it is a low bar. It's a very low bar. Uh, so I have the chargers in second place at 11 and six. Um, I have the Broncos in third at seven and 10, which is pretty much the perfect record for the Broncos. They will continue to not be able to draft a quarterback. Not that they would want to, because they're probably going to vainly pursue Aaron Rodgers again next year. Who knows? They're going to go seven and 10. Their defense is just good enough. And I'm talking mostly about the defensive backs here and Vic Fangio, who I do think is a good defensive coordinator who was hired to be the head coach of an NFL team somehow. <laughs> uh, I think the defense is good enough to kind of keep them in games. Their offensive skill, skill players are pretty good. I don't love their offensive line. I don't love their defensive line and I don't like Teddy Bridgewater. So I think seven and 10 is about right for them. I think they'll probably will start off hot because of their aforementioned baby shit soft opening schedule. But after that, it's going to get dark for them. Obviously, Drew Locke isn't going to be the answer if he ever comes in and replaces Teddy Bridgewater. Although it would be fun. Listen, I'm rooting for the Broncos to go like nine and eight and make the playoffs. I just don't see it happening. And that leaves in last place for me, the Las Vegas Raiders, who I have going six and 11. Listen, they have been slowly, very, very slowly improving from year to year, but they finally finished 500. They still have not sniffed the playoffs with John Gruden. They just haven't, they haven't really gotten better. I don't see it. Like they, their, their biggest strength arguably last year was their offensive line. They canned three fifths of their offensive line and are bringing in new guys. Now the chiefs also did that, but the chiefs brought in better players in my opinion, you know, guys like Joe Tooney and Orlando Brown jr. You know, who cost a record breaking guard contract and a first round pick little bit of a different investment for the chiefs and the guys they brought in on their offensive line and the Raiders. I, I think Derek Carr is fine. I think he's kind of moved out of terrible mediocre to like being, he's probably above average. Like I, I will, I will give him that. Uh, I don't think that a bad quarterback can beat the Patrick Mahomes chiefs. And he did do that. That defense is still going to be terrible. I just like, I don't, see the defense being any better. They brought in Gerald McCoy. They brought in KJ Wright. They brought in Casey Hayward. Those guys are all 32 or older. They're old as shit. There's a reason nobody else wanted those guys. And this has been the worst defense in the NFL pretty much ever since John Gruden took over before John Gruden took over. I mean, going back the last eight years, it's probably been the worst defense overall in the NFL. I don't see it getting any better. And they're just not going to do that well if their defense isn't competent. And it's not going to be. Well, that's a pretty apt description of all four of these teams. Um, I've got the Chiefs at 17-0, and undefeated, obviously, as we've established. I have got the Chargers going 0-2 against the Chiefs and 13-2 and against every other opponent. Wow. I think they're going to go 13-3. I really, really like the Chargers this year. Um, I think they're finally going to kick the whole, like, I think the Chargers are going to be good, and then they shit the bed. Like, they're just not going to do it this time. They're going to they're gonna actually be good. So, um, I've got them at 13 wins, and then I've got the Broncos and Raiders going one and one against themselves, against each other, and four and 18 against the rest of the league. I have the Broncos <laughs> going five 
and 12 and the Raiders going one and 16. Oh, I don't like it. That means the Raiders are going to be able to draft good players. I don't, I don't, I don't care. like it. It's, it's not about, it's not about what we like. The, this is fans. You're going to let the Raiders service. draft Spencer Rattler. No, I'm not going to let anything Spencer happen. I'm Rattler, saying Sam the Raiders Howell. are only going to win one game. They'll probably year. draft that defensive end. Yes. And, Spencer, uh, then they'll yes. keep Spencer Rattler or Sam Howell is going to be a Las Vegas Raider now. Truly, truly disappointing. They um, might, they might not be good. Though. I mean, are we? They, oh, oh I'm not convinced that either of them are good. Sam Howell just Look, looked horrible in his first if game of the season. Seen the Raiders so, draft. Um, you know yeah, that the draft, Raiders are not going to yeah, draft a good player. Correct. That's just they're not, how they they're going to draft work. a guy that's on number one on Mayock's board, and he'll be like 50th yes. on everybody else. Uh, <laughs> yes. So round us <laughs> out the last division prediction, Sam. How do you have after um, the 17 no Chiefs? How do you have the so um, following the team with the nine and eight floor that I have going 17 and 0. Um, <laughs> um, I have the Chargers, of course, in second. Uh, I'm putting them at 12 and 5. Um, I do not say that Justin Herbert is the reason why this year is going to be different. The reason why this is going to be different is because of the additions at offensive line. Offensive line for the entire Philip Rivers era and for last year with Justin Herbert was poor, was bad, was garbage. That's part of the reason why Philip Rivers is probably not going to be a Hall of Famer, honestly, in my opinion, is because he had never had a good offensive line. It was horrible his entire career. Um, Justin Herbert is a wonderful quarterback. They have a very good offensive line now, in my opinion. Brian Bulaga, Corey Lindsley, who was arguably the best center in the league last year with the Packers. He was the highest graded center for PFF. Um, Rashawn Slater. I've been talking highly about Rashawn Slater for a long time. Northwestern dude is a stud, and he is now going to be the other tackle along with Bulaga. So Bulaga, Slater, Lindsley, um, I think Filer was another one who was solid. Uh, obviously, they have Eckler at running back, Allen at receiver, Mike Williams at receiver. They got Jared Cook now to be their tight end. They got their defensive weapons out there. Uh, the, Derwin if Derwin is back. healthy, uh, Asante Samuel, Ju- Asante Samuel Jr., who who is one of the most likely guys, in my opinion, to be defensive rookie of the year at corner, um, a great group with the Los Angeles Chargers. This is going to be their best year, I think, since 2006. Um in third, I want I, I I part of me really wanted to put the Raiders here because it would have made sense, but then I just remembered how they literally let go of their entire offensive line. Their entire offensive line has yeah. been absolutely ripped to shreds. So now Derek Carr is going to be ripped to shreds. Derek Carr is not going to be allowed to be an above average quarterback. He's now going to become a below average quarterback. Um so I'm going to put the Broncos in third. Good defense. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Garrett Bowles is coming off a really good season as a tackle. And then I expect Judy and uh, Sutton to be a really nice wide receiver duo for Teddy Bridgewater to throw to as long as he uh, can remain throughout the whole season. And then the Raiders are in fourth. Um, I guess I'll put the Broncos at six and eleven, and then I'll put the Raiders at four and thirteen. <laughs> I love it. So 
let's do our AFC champions, or our, excuse me, I say AFC champions. We all know who that's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Let's do our AFC playoff picture here, and then uh, I do want to get some uh, AFC and NFC championship game predictions. So for the AFC playoffs, I, of course, have the Chiefs winning the West, as do each of you. We all have the Chiefs as the one seed and getting the bye. In second, I have the Bills. In third, I have a three-way tie. Uh, Tennessee would be a division winner, so they'd be the three or the four seed. And then the other two seeds that I have also at 12 and five in the AFC are Cleveland and Baltimore. Then I have Miami and the Chargers making the playoffs as wild cards at 11 and six. So I do have a 10 and seven team, the Colts, missing the playoffs in the AFC. I have a nine and eight team in the AFC missing the playoffs in the NFC. I had two nine and eight teams making the playoffs. So that gives you some indication of what I think of the relative strength of the AFC versus the NFC. Taylor, where uh, were your playoff teams? So obviously the chiefs were the number one seed with the 17 wins. The number two seed is the bills. The two division winners were the 12 win Browns and the 12 win Titans. So that was one through four. The five seed is the 13 win chargers. The six seed is the 11 win dolphins. And the seven seed is a three-way tie between 10 win teams, Ravens, Bengals and Jaguars. So <laughs> I, I would guess just based on those tiebreakers that that's probably going to the Ravens. So I think they get the final wild card. So you have the, you have the Bengals and the Jags going 10 and seven and then missing the playoffs. That's cruel. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's it's cruel a cruel world. Is. You, you just, you got to predict it the way you think it's going to shake out. Sure. All right. So I have the chiefs in first, I have the bills in second. Um, yep. In third, I have the Browns. In fourth, I have the Titans. Fifth, Correct. Chargers. Sixth, um, how many ooh, wins do you ooh, give the Okay, I'll go. I'll go sixth Ravens. I don't remember how much it was, but uh, uh seventh. Is it Patriots? The Patriots are. Patriots, Patriots okay, it's Patriots at seven. Mac Jones in the playoffs. Ooh, boy. Let's see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Spicy. All right, so Austin, a- AFC, NFC, what's the Super Bowl matchup? Yeah, so the Super Bowl Chiefs matchup. Chiefs v. who? Well, right, Chiefs v. who? Two versus. Who are, who we, are, we, who are we doing at versus? Uh, the Chiefs are going to be versus the Bills in the AFC Championship game. That's that's stock. I mean, it's, it's no different. That obviously was the matchup last year. It would be the one seed versus the two seed again, but – that's how I see it shaking out. I think the Chiefs, it's weird to say after where we were doing the show this time last year, but I think Josh Allen is comfortably the second best quarterback in the AFC right now. And I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. And I think the Bills have a good head coach and a good roster. And I think they are going to be our matchup again. But I still don't think they get past the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are bound for their third straight Super Bowl, taking out the Bills. So we're doing AFC before. Okay. Yeah, we'll do NFC next. So, so I think the AFC championship game is going to be a division matchup, and it is going to be Chiefs v Chargers. Wow. Right? I just think that the Chargers are are the second best team in the I AFC, and I know that. the Bills. Uh, I know the Bills are very good. Um, and if it is the Bills, obviously that would that's the chalk pick, like you said, that wouldn't surprise anybody. But I just kind of see the Chargers going on a little bit of run and losing. They're going to go a total of fifteen and four, or I guess they'd be a wild card team, so sixteen and four, and have three of their four losses to the Chiefs. So mm-hmm. or no, they go thirteen and four in the regular season. Yeah, thirteen and four. Five. In the season. So they'd be sixteen and five, 
15 and five, whatever. I can't do math. It's fine. Point being the chargers are going to lose three games of the five that they lose all year to the chiefs and a la the 1999 Jags who went 14 and two and then lost in the AFC division or AFC championship game to the Titans. And they lost, Oh, they went Oh, and three against the Titans and 14 and zero against everybody. Else. Ooh, so pain. that's what's going to happen. Chiefs chargers. Chiefs chargers sounds really fun. I would, I would kill to see that. That sounds amazing. Um, Instead, I'm probably going to go with Chiefs and Browns. I'll say the Browns make it. Um, Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes. It's it's been a it's been a matchup that's always been fun to watch. Uh, going back to obviously college. Um, first, they had their uh, their duel at Texas Tech, where both are at Tech, and Mahomes won the job over over Mayfield. And then when Mayfield moved over to Oklahoma, and then they played each other. It was the most historic, amazing college game of all time. Put up like 140 combined points or whatever. Mahomes broke the NCAA or FBS record for uh, yards in a game. It was just the greatest thing since sliced bread was that Texas Tech and OU game between Mahomes and Mayfield. And then obviously we're able to see it a little bit in the AFC divisional round last year. Fun stuff. So these two will continue to run into each other. Mahomes and Mayfield, Mahomes will get the upper edge once again. And the Chiefs are now entering Super Bowl 56 at, at 22-0. and 0. <laughs> So on the NFC side, I have the... I have the Rams over the Packers. I have a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. <laughs> and I, I really like the Rams this year. I Here's the deal. So I have the Rams beating the Bucks in the divisional round. I would love for the Bucks to get back to the Super Bowl, but then there's always the chance that we lose to them again, which obviously is is intolerable. And worst case scenario, I would love I would love them to get back and for us to beat them, but I just don't want to take that risk. So I'm going to have the Rams making the playoffs in the NFC over the Packers. I think the Rams are the team to take Tom Brady and the Buccaneers out. I looked at their game last year. You guys may or may not remember this game, but the Rams played the Bucks on Monday Night Football in week 11 last year. They won the game 27 to 24. Yep. They beat the shit out of the Bucks in that game, okay? Yep. They had almost 200 yards more of total offense. They held the Bucks to just 251 yards of total offense, 209 passing yards and 42 rush yards. They absolutely shut the Bucks down. And I think that defense has a chance to ruin the bucks like i think you know the the book on tom brady forever is interior pressure obviously they have the best interior pass rusher probably in the history of the nfl and aaron donald they have guys that can cover on the back end and now they have matt stafford and that was i think what held them back they lost to the packers in a game that really wasn't that close in the divisional round 32 to 18 and that final score really is closer than the game was and the final score wasn't close i mean they lost by two touchdowns but i think that was because of Jared Goff, to be honest. Like, they had 148 passing yards in that game, right? They, they couldn't get anything going on offense. And I think that affected the guys on the defense. Like, I think that just it ruined their mentality on the defensive side. I think it'll be different with Matt Stafford. He's a guy who certainly can make mistakes, but he's also a guy that can throw you back into a game because he has that kind of talent. So I have the Rams coming out of the NFC and playing the Chiefs and losing to the Chiefs, of course, in Super Bowl 56. I have a rematch of last year's NFC title game. I think Bucks Packers makes a lot of sense. They're they're both obviously um, extremely, you know, 
they're very experienced quarterbacks and very deep rosters. And um, I think that the Packers get the better of them this time. I think when Tom Brady throws three fourth quarter interceptions, instead of the Packers turning that into three total points, they will use that to run away with the game. And it's going to be a week nine rematch from this year where the Packers played the chiefs and it's going to be a super bowl one rematch. And this time the chiefs are going to get their ring from the Packers forwards state farm super bowl it's Love finally it. going to happen we are finally going to see a patrick mahomes versus aaron Rodgers super bowl it's going to be magnificent to watch um i believe the packers will defeat um it's between the bucks and the i like the rams too um i'll go with rams I'll, I'll say that's fun packers beat the rams in the nfc championship matthew stafford finally gets his chance to get back at the packers but falls short and the packers win by three actually very close game and we get a chiefs packers super bowl well, that will do it for all of our predictions. Thank you, Sam Hayes, very much for joining us. Um, once again, if anybody doesn't know Sam, you can find him on Twitter at Wichita Chief Sam. He is one of our fellow Sports Illustrated contributors as well. And uh, Sam, thanks for joining us. It was a bunch of fun. We will obviously plan on doing this show every year before the season starts. And um, everybody remember when the Chiefs win their Super Bowl that we predicted it here and that it will once again be always sunny in Chiefs Kingdom.
He dropped. Did I drop? No, I'm here. Oh, thank God. I just was on mute. Okay. Um. Well, we're we're closer. <laughs> Better, <laughs> closer, warmer. <laughs> let me let me mess. That's up. it. <laughs> I missed. <laughs> Keel bow sausage, your butt cheeks is warm. You should leave this in the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to, but. Uh, it's classic, though. I'm shag my dipstick. You need lubrication, honey. Classic. <laughs>